Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Amen. We appreciate all of you. All right, so go with me. John chapter 14, I want to read uh, verse 1 that is right there on your screen. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Um, I want to read that again. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe, um, you believe in God, believe also in me. Believe also in me. Um, give me a little bit more audio on this mic uh, for those of you who may not hear me. But let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I want to talk to you from the subject today. Do me a favor. I want to talk to you from the subject entitled, Don't Be Troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Put that in the comment section. Say, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, um, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus uh, states this at a time. Um, he states this at a time. Uh, to his disciples because he notices that the, currently uh, his people are troubled. They are, uh, his disciples are troubled at this moment. Um, that they, they are troubled. And uh, the reason why uh, they are troubled is because this John chapter 14 is a continuation of John chapter 13. So John chapter 14 is a continuation of John chapter 13 um, for those of you who don't know what happened in John chapter 13, I'm going to explain to you what has happened. At this moment, the ladies and gentlemen, the reason why their hearts um, have been fooled or are filled with trouble at this moment is because Jesus had just told them in John chapter 13, verse 19, that there is a betrayer among them, that there is a betrayer among them. The disciples are wondering, okay, who in the world is the betrayer? All right. Who is the portrayer? They're trying to figure out who is going to portray Jesus. Like, I don't you just told us a betrayer is going to happen. And this is a little before Passover. Matter of fact, this is the same chapter where Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. And so he lets them know, like, hey, in verse nine, in verse 18, that there is a betrayer among them. And then as we go forward in the story, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Jesus also tells Peter after Peter expressing to that he would lay his life down for Jesus, that Jesus tells him that you're going to deny me. Not only one time, but you're going to deny me three times, he says. And so, and so Peter said, I will give my life for you. And Jesus said, that sounds good. But when that cock, when that crows, <laughs> clock three, uh, that crow, uh, uh, when that crow, uh, what? Oh my God, I'm missing it. When that crow, when that rooster, uh, when that rooster, when that rooster crock, you going to deny me and you're going to do it three times. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, that is not even that is not even really the big deal. What while that brung trouble to their hearts, ladies and gentlemen, that's not even the, that's not even the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake is this that Jesus tells them. Yeah, not only that, but my hour of departure has come. That right there for them filled their hearts with so much trouble. That right there, 
Jesus telling them that he is on his way out of here, that he's returning back to the Father, that he's going to, uh, his hour has come and that he would experience many things and that he would be uh, uh, crucified. All of that, ladies and gentlemen, has filled the disciples' heart with trouble. Why has it filled their hearts with trouble, ladies and gentlemen? Because the man and who they thought was going to set up the kingdom and it was going to be a golden age where Jesus takes over everything, redeems everybody, and we're going to reign with him. All of that stuff like that, that was our guy. And he's saying, ha, you thought. Not to say that Jesus was not going to set up his kingdom and set up his millennial kingdom, which he is, but that was not the intention of his first coming. Ladies and gentlemen, the intention of Jesus' first coming was to reconcile uh, and reconcile man with God. In other words, he was coming to be the peace offering between us and God. That's what he was coming to do. He was coming to be a peace offering. But at this moment, ladies and gentlemen, this right here, they, they didn't understand all of what Jesus was saying. And for that, that filled their hearts with trouble. It filled their hearts with trouble because they were finally feeling like they were they were a part of something. They, they felt like they were a part of something. They were already tensions that were rising, and we were following this man, and they want this man gone, and we, we're thinking that we're, we're, he, he's about to do it, and, 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 and that filled their hearts with trouble, this news. I don't know what type of news that you may have heard this week. I don't know what has been has transpired in your life this week. But for some who is watching me right now, there has been news that has troubled your heart. For some, ladies and gentlemen, people are dealing with grief because of news that they've received this week. News that a loved one has passed and gone on. News that their job has been laid off. News that another, another incident has transpired. Another incident has transpired with what a young man uh, uh, really giving up himself to the police and he shot seven times in the back. People are troubled. Uh, people are troubled in their hearts. People are troubled. Let's just, you know, for certain states here in the state of Maryland to hear the news that our governor says, like, hey, we need to work on in-person gatherings for the, for the kids again. People are troubled because it's like, I don't want to get sick. I don't want my child to get sick. I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. People are still troubled that we're still dealing with a pandemic, and we have not heard any news yet of a vaccine that is to come. And so we're troubled. Our hearts are filled with trouble for some of you. And this is what's been on my heart. And God gave me this on Friday. And, and it's that people are so much filled with trouble. Even the righteous are filled with trouble. Come on in here. The righteous are right now filled with trouble. They say, well, God, what are you going to do? How is it that you're going to leave us like this? When, 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 when we're in the midst of this, in the midst of this war, how are you going to do that? That's how the disciples felt, ladies and gentlemen. The disciples felt like we're in this troubled world, and now you departing us is going to make it even more worse. Oh, my God in here. Am I talking to anybody? Am I talking to you in here? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that many of us right now are going through a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of worry, a little bit of this, because you're, you're scared to even give yourself over to certain things because of what you've experienced. And here, ladies and gentlemen, the disciples find themselves in a position where their closest friend, Jesus, is saying that I'm leaving them. That I'm leaving them. Jesus understanding the hearts of his people. 
I want to come on. Understanding the trauma that they are dealing with. Jesus takes a moment to encourage them. I come tonight, come, come this morning or this afternoon rather, with the words of Jesus to our hearts today. To minister to us where we are. To minister to with that trouble that you are feeling in your heart that you have not discussed with anybody. But it's showing on your face. The trouble that you are feeling in your in, in, in that that is leaving you disturbed, that is leaving you agitated, that's leaving you perplexed, that's leaving you worried and tossed about and confused and distressed. Uh, this this word trouble, ladies and gentlemen, in the Greek means tarasso. And so, with that being said, they were disturbed, ladies and gentlemen. They were perplexed. They were confused. Like, wait a minute! I thought you were setting it up now for us to overtake the government of. Uh, and the rule of Rome and that we would finally be in that place and then and then I would lay my life down for you and you're telling me I'm going to, to, to betray you? I would never do that. I would never do that. Now with this news, it's caused this feeling. And so Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Oftentimes when you hear this John chapter 14, I don't know about you, but I grew up in church my life. And when you go to funerals, this is where we hear this verse. I really don't hear this verse often preached on a Sunday mess on a Sunday morning service. I often hear this at a funeral when we when we say, let not your heart be troubled when we're uh, 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 exhorting the family or when we're encouraging them, ladies and gentlemen, because of a transition of a loved one. But when I start really looking at this, this is a command. Oh, my God. Can I help somebody like it helped me? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that what Jesus is saying to them is a command. It is that he is commanding them. He's telling them, he's saying, let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. He's giving them a command. The first thing he encourages them with is, let me call them and let not your heart be troubled. I'm commanding you that even with what I just told you in John chapter 13, I'm telling you, don't be troubled by this. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know who needs to hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not that in your Christian walk that Jesus promised you a life that would be without suffering. He did not promise that. John chapter 16, verse 33. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. What he said, because I have overcome the world. Jesus said, listen, in this life, you are going to have tribulation. In this life, you're going to have moments where your heart is filled with despair. You're going to have moments where you're, where you're confused and, and you're perplexed. You're going to have those moments. But hey, oh, wait a minute. Take, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Ladies and gentlemen, what Jesus is encouraging us to do, ladies and gentlemen, is that, yes, I understand that a pandemic, you are in a pandemic. Yes, I understand that things seem a little tight and they're, 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 and you're, you're confused because you got a word in the very beginning of this year and you were believing God for certain things in this year. And some people have canceled God. Some of you have canceled the year because your heart is filled with so much trouble. But can I encourage you? Can I help you to let not your heart be troubled this afternoon? The reality is, is that God knew what this year was going to come with. God knew 
knew what exactly what position you would be in this year. Come on and preach now. God knew exactly where you would be at and what he's telling you in the moment of this year. In this, uh, in this back end of 2020, he's telling us, hey, listen, let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know the culture right now feels like it's in trouble because we've lost heroes of the culture or, 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 or certain things have happened and certain people have passed away. And on top of that, you're looking at the leadership of our country. I don't care what line you are on. There is no good leadership in this country right now. And the reality is that you're looking at it and you're wondering what in the world is going on. And it's not leaving you with a sense of subtleness. But can I help somebody? The reason why God tells us to let not your heart be troubled. Because he tells you the reason why you don't have to be troubled even in the midst of a troubling world. Oh, come on in here. The reason why he says, he said, have faith. Come on in here. I don't got to, I don't got, I don't got a deep message for you this morning. I don't got a deep message for you, but I just need to encourage somebody. Put it in the chat and say, you better have some faith. Hallelujah. You got to have some faith. You got to believe God. What he says in John chapter 14, let's bring it back up one more time. He says it in John chapter 14, ladies and gentlemen, verse one, he says, listen, I let not your heart be troubled, but he says, believe in God. I want you to believe in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to believe in God. Hallelujah. Listen here. Now let me tell you something. Saving faith, ladies and gentlemen, is not saved. It's just not an intellectual belief uh, uh, of what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. It is a conviction. It is a commitment of the sacrifice of what God has done for you. The real reality of what Jesus is really telling them is out of your relationship with who I am, you can believe that you can face trouble without your heart being troubled. Because you have a relationship. The way I access relationship with the Father is through the Son. That's why in the same verse, ladies, in, in the same chapter, come on now. In John chapter 14, when you go later down in the verses, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus tells them the way to this relationship. He tells them in verse 6 that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one could come to the Father except they come through Jesus the Christ. Unless they come through the man that God sent. Oh my God, here. Oh my God, to redeem us back to him. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that Jesus is saying the way that you cannot, the way that you can overcome a troubled heart is when you come in line to that real saving faith, that faith that has a conviction, that faith that has a true relationship with God and knows God for his character, to know God for his attributes, to know that even though that you're in trouble, you don't serve a God that's going to keep you there, but you serve a God that's going to push you through it. All right. When you understand that saving faith, ladies and gentlemen, it is more than you just saying I'm saved, but it's a conviction. It's something that pulls you through. Listen, when you have a real relationship with God, you understand that there is thing that you understand God's character and how in his character, out of his love for us, he doesn't always have us to escape trouble, but his love and grace. That's why he told Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, my grace it's sufficient for you. The reason why it's sufficient is because he's more than enough. He is El Shaddai. He's the all-sufficient one. And with El Shaddai being the all-sufficient one, I can have sufficiency in the midst of a world that seems insufficient. Oh, my God. 
Oh my God, the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, he's saying you believe God. He said you have to believe in God. You have to have a commitment in your heart. You have to be truly committed. That's why you can, that's why, that's why our hearts can be fully filled with trouble sometimes. It's because the real reality and the root of what Jesus was getting to for the disciples is he was getting to a place of their unbelief. Oh my God, help me in here. The reality is what, what God, what Jesus was telling them is saying here you want to know how you're going to overcome a troubled heart you got to have faith you cannot be a person you cannot be a double-minded person oh my god a double-minded person i hear you the book of james james said it's hard for a double-minded you a double-minded person should not expect to receive anything from god you shouldn't expect to receive anything from God because you're double-minded. You're tossed to and fro because you really don't believe, ladies and gentlemen. You really don't have that hope that is an anchor unto the soul that even when things come your way, you don't understand that Jesus being the object of our hope, Jesus being the epitome of our hope, that you can trust in him and you will not waver. That's why when you hear news in your human state, it is okay to feel like in that moment, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. But then that's when something has to kick in you. That spirit man, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit got to kick in you and say, hey, wait a minute, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That spirit man got to kick in you to say I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. That spirit man got to kick in you to say, oh, my goodness, all things Romans chapter 8, verse 28, work together for the good of those who are called by the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Something got to kick in you. The word of God got to kick in you at the moment you feel in trouble. And so what he's dealing with now is he's dealing with the disciples' unbelief because they don't believe that God, <laughs> they don't believe that trusting in God, that trusting in the fact of the presence, of his physical presence being here, but he's not trusting in the fact this is where the Holy Spirit, Jesus, then introduces him even more. The same chapter. He says, listen, why are you getting trouble for it? Don't, he commands them not to because he's not leaving them alone. He tells them, I want you to trust God. Because what I've been telling you is that God the Father is going to send you the gift. I need to, you need to trust God to the point that the gift that he's sending you is going to be enough to sustain you. It's the gift of himself. It's not a gift of a house. It's not a gift of a car. It's a gift that you, it's not, it's, it's, it's more than something that you can put your hands on. It's Holy Spirit. Reality is he tells him, let not. Your heart be troubled. He's saying, believe God. I want you to believe God. I want you to put in that chat, say, believe God. Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. It says, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. I want you to trust in God. I want you to move from that place of, uh, of intellectual and really get to a place of real true conviction of trusting God. Verse uh, Psalm 28 verse 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices 
and with my song, I will praise him. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that my heart can, when my heart is really trusting God, I know I am helped. That's what the psalmist said. I said, my heart trusted in God and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. You can, that's why the Bible exhorts us to give thanks uh, in everything, give thanks for it is the will of God concerning us the reality is is that even in a troubled situation even when a crisis that you feel yourself in you your heart can greatly rejoice in who God is see but if you don't have a relationship with God you will be panic you will have panic you will have anxiety you will feel depressed you will feel like things will not get better you will feel like you'll never love again you'll feel like you'll never have another opportunity again you'll feel like all of that is that they're missing their opportunity the disciples felt like an opportunity was being missed and they didn't understand that they were being oh God was building them up for a bigger opportunity that they God was bring his spirit on the inside of them and that the church would be raised out of what they have done all right and here's what he says he says believe in God <laughs> believe in God and he says believe also in me oh my God he didn't just stop there. He said, just don't believe in the Father, but believe in the Son that I am the Father, that I am like the Father. Jesus Christ, I praise you. That I am, believe in me. If you've been around me all this long, believe that what I'm telling you is truth. Believe that what I'm telling you, give me the same reverence as the Father. That you would trust me. Trust that what I'm telling you is not wrong. Trust that what I'm telling you is not going to allow, is going to put you in a place and is setting you up. Listen, you don't have to be troubled. All you got to do is have faith in me. Have faith in me. Ladies and gentlemen, there's two times where Jesus says this. Jesus repeats this later on, the same idea in, in, in Romans chapter 14. In Romans chapter 14, he repeats the same idea. He repeats the same idea, ladies and gentlemen, in Romans chapter 14. I mean, excuse me, in John chapter 14, verse 27. Go to John chapter 14, verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Uh, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So then he goes a little first, say, don't let your heart be troubled, nor do you need to be afraid. Listen here, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love of a sound mind. Listen, I know that some of us, especially in the African-American community, for as male and women, feel that we're not protected by the police and feel that all of that's going on. And let me tell you something, I understand where you feel because I can feel the same way. And even after Friday's events, and th oh, excuse me, third this past week's events, I say to myself, I don't know how, but guess what? He's saying, let not your heart be troubled and don't even let it be afraid. I don't care what you think they can do. Don't you worry about them. God will deal with them. Ah, come on in here. God didn't give you a spirit of fear of man. Hallelujah. You ought to fear man. The only person you ought to fear is God. Guess what Jesus even told him? Don't be afraid of those who can even take your life. Don't be afraid of, ah, oh, come on in here now. Don't be afraid of them. You need to be more afraid than a person that can take your soul. 
Oh my God, help me in this here. Get me in here. The reality of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, don't you even be afraid of that. Don't you be afraid of the threats. Don't you be afraid of the terror by night. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right. But they shall not come near to you. Hallelujah. Oh my God, in here. Hallelujah. Lord, be afraid. Why? Because peace I give to you. Come on in here. Peace I give to you. Ladies and gentlemen, he said, I give you peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding that can help guard your heart and mind. That's what Paul told us in Philippians. The reality is, he said, there's a peace that God gives. And he was giving them not only his spirit, but he was giving them his peace. Hallelujah. He was giving you his peace. Listen, listen to me. Peace, ladies and gentlemen, means to bind together. It means to join. It, it means to join. It means to weave together. It means that a person is bound, woven, and joined together with himself and with God and others. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the word often used in the Hebrew where we say shalom. Shalom, ladies and gentlemen, means a freedom, a trouble, and much more. It means experiencing the highest good, enjoying the very best, possessing all of the inner good possible. It means wholeness and soundness ladies and gentlemen it means prosperity in the widest sense especially prosperity in the spiritual sense of having a soul that blossoms and flourishes Put in the chat, say shalom, S-H-A-L-O-M, shalom, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is a peace, ladies and gentlemen, of the world. And he and Jesus really gets into detail about this because the reality is he's saying to them, he's saying the peace I give is not like the world. Let me tell you something, this is a, the world's peace is escapism. It is avoiding trouble of refusing to face things, ladies and gentlemen, of unreality, ladies and gentlemen. See, that's how they can, that's how we get into coping mechanisms. And that's how we want to use marijuana to help us cope because it's teaching us how to escape. You want to drink alcohol because it's helping you to escape. You watch pornography because it's helping you to escape. It's not helping you to deal with anything. The reality is the peace of God can help you to look at the challenges in your life. And you got peace to deal with it. God is giving you a peace to escape it. God's giving you the peace to look at a pandemic and say, Hey, what in the world you think you are against my God? Ladies and gentlemen, the peace of this world is positive thinking. It is the, it is the idea that you can think positively. Hallelujah. Or, or it's the denial of problems. Ladies and gentlemen, the Christian life and the peace God gives is not a denial of problems. It is not a denial of the situation, but it's an exaltation of who God is. And that's why I cast everything. I feel my help coming on now. Casting down every thought and imagination that exceeds itself above the thought of God. The reality is, is that God gives you a peace that can stand up and say, no matter what, my God shall supply all of my needs. Jesus, I feel your help now. I feel your help now, Lord. The reality is, is what's going to get you through a pandemic. It's the shalom of God. It's the peace of God. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the peace of God. There's the peace of Christ and of God, ladies and gentlemen. This is first a peace, God. It's a peace that is deep within. 
It is something that is deep within. It is a tranquility of mind. It is a composure, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. Put it in that chat. Don't lose your composure. I know you got things going on. I know you want to go on a long rant on social media. Let me tell you something. Keep your composure. What are you doing in here now? I said keep your composure tonight. The reality is, is that all of this stuff happening in the world is to inflict wickedness and fear among the righteous. But I got the word for you today. Don't you lose your composure here. I don't care who gets in the office. I don't care who goes there. The reality is don't lose your composure. Don't lose your composure here. Let the peace of God, let it give you a tranquility of mind. This peace, ladies and gentlemen, this peace, ladies and gentlemen, it is the calm in the face of bad circumstances and situations. It is more than a feeling, ladies and gentlemen. See, here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. You trace, that's why you do the escapism route, because you're chasing a feeling. This peace of God is not a feeling. It's an attitude, ladies and gentlemen. It's an attitude. It's a thought. Come on now. It's an attitude that I got peace. It is an attitude that when I wake up, even though I, I know, I know I know it's stacked up against you. I know it's not telling you to be in denial of it, but it's telling you that even in the midst of where you are, I'm going to praise God. Even in the midst of I see the bills blocking up. I haven't got my unemployment check yet, but God is going to keep me. It's even knowing that even though there may be brutality in the world, that God will keep me in perfect peace if I keep my mind stayed on him. Many the afflictions of the righteous, but it's God who will deliver them from the law. I feel like preaching in here. God, I praise you. Hallelujah. Don't lose your composure now. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching to you. Get out of bed. I'm preaching until you get out of that depression. I'm a preacher until you get out of that anxiety. The reality is get yourself up together. Hold your head up and know who your help comes from. It comes from the God who's there. Oh my God, the maker of heaven and the earth. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here now. Hallelujah. I said he'd keep you in perfect peace. Hallelujah. Peace I leave with you. Not of the world, but the peace I give you. It goes past you trying to escape and trying to cope. This is not about escaping or coping. People think all oh, you Christians, you are living denial. No, we don't. We live in faith. The just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. You can call it denial. That's why you're still trying to escape. That's why you have no peace on the inside of you. That's why when your money started acting funny and you got laid off because you identified yourself with your riches, the reality is that you didn't have no peace. But when you got the peace of God, no matter what come your way, the reality of the matter is you know that God is going to get you through it. And he says all of this to say, don't let your heart be troubled. It does not matter. It does not matter. You can, God, you're not, you are a part of the world, but you're not of the world. And when you're not of the world, 
and you understand in the kingdom that you are a part of, you understand who's the king. And that's what his economy is not the world's economy. His kingdom has no end. Hallelujah. I don't care what you're looking at. He was not voted in. He was already was in the very beginning. And guess what? For all of you, and I'm not in it, I want you, I want to be very careful when I say this. I'm not saying and or nor am I coming up against voting or anything like that. But I'm gonna tell you now, if you think that you're gonna get peace in that then keep on going because you've been doing the same thing for so many years and that ain't changed anything. But what I'm going to tell you is this, but when you put your hope in God, hallelujah, something to happen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh my God in here. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What are you going to do? What you going to do? Somebody want to know. What you gonna do? I'm gonna praise him. That's what I'm gonna do. This ain't no hype me up message. This is to call you into order. This is to give you the command that Jesus gave us. Don't let our hearts be troubled. I know, I listen, listen, listen. I know a lot of us on this past week wanted to go out there and hurt somebody because we're getting tired of it. But don't you, don't lose your composure. Don't you lose your composure. Because my God will avenge hallelujah 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 the reality is this, this afternoon that when you put your hope and trust in god i'm talking about this ain't not no this ain't no analytical thing this is something that got to be your conviction and when you're convicted about who god is no matter what comes in your way i shall have the victory and i oh my god and i end you with this I end you with a rhetorical question that Paul gave us. And if God before you, I got to go now. I said, if God before you, <laughs> I don't care what the man did. He didn't say, he didn't say anything about your money being before you. He didn't say anything about your husband or wife being before you. He's saying, if God be before you, <laughs> hallelujah, it's a rhetorical question. If God be before you, I said, who can be against you? I said, who in the world? What devil in hell can be against you? What police brutality can be against you? What demon in hell can be against you? My God is still exalted. May God arise and let every enemy be scattered. And I decree and declare whatever wickedness that tries to come up against you may it scatter every seven different directions in the name of Jesus. Come on, put your hands together, trash. Now come on, I said praise him. I get out of your bed. Get out of you sitting in your couch. I said praise him, Zion. I said give God a great praise. Don't let your heart be troubled here. But I look to the Lord. Who is my help? My help comes from him. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. 
We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.